welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Cambridge, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Uh, before we do get started, I do want to let you know that this program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, or you can become uh, one of our Patreon sponsors, patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Private Files of Rex Saunders. And I should note that today's program is often mislabeled as an audition show, uh, but it's actually a rehearsal recording. Uh, It was sometime before the air date, obviously, of May 23rd, 1951, so you'll hear a bunch of the uh, rehearsal stuff with uh, retakes and such, so uh, be prepared, but here now is, uh, when you play the game with death. Rex Harrison stars in another intriguing adventure from The Private Child. Don't, don't, it's a little too fast. All right. Rex Harrison stars in another intriguing adventure from The Private Files of Rex Saunders. Concerning gambling. A roulette wheel has no conscience, so you're bound to pick an unlucky number when you play the game with death. The National Broadcasting Company brings you Rex Harrison, brilliant star of stage and screen, in the newest and most exciting detective adventures taken from... The Private Files of Rex Saunders. It all started on the gambling ship, riding at anchor beyond the three-mile limit. The speedboat slows down, and then glides gently in alongside the gambling ship. The swarthy man gets out, mounts the swaying steps to the gaily lit deck, and makes his way through the crowd, briskly acknowledging a greeting here and there. He continues along the deck, past a series of gaming rooms, and then stops before a door marked Tony Marco, private. Hello, Tony. Look, Vera, I told you I didn't want to be disturbed tonight. I told you I was going to be busy and Yeah. Tough. Tony, I know about your important business in town. Oh, so that's it. That's why you dragged me out here. No way. Vera, how many times do I have to tell you, you and me are only partners on this quick money scow. That's where the partnership ends. Okay, okay, Tony. Wanted to let you know that he's back again. Who's back again? That stepbrother of hers, Jerry Connell. What? And losing heavy. Where is he? Inside, at the roulette table. I tried to get him to leave, but he started to make trouble. I thought you'd want to handle it yourself. That's why I sent for you. Okay, I'll handle it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Make your bet. 
There he is, Tony, at the end of the table. That's right, Sam. You stay here. Hello, Jerry. Mr. Connell to you, Marco. I asked you to stay off All this right. boat. Is something wrong with my money, Marco? I'll bet clothes. Uh, Rocky. Yeah, Hold that wheel a minute. Pick up your bet, Jerry. Pick it up and get out of here. Afraid I might get back some of my losses, Marco? How much did you go for it so far? Fifteen hundred. Why? You'll get it back from the cashier. Not on your life, Marco. I'm not taking back that money. You're not dealing with my sister now. I'm one, Connell, with a little pride left. No cheap tinhorn gambler can buy me off the way you buy her off. Jerry, I don't like the way you talk about Helen. Well, you are buying her off with your lousy money. You're going to remember never to talk like that about Helen. <coughs> okay, Rocky, pick him up and get him back to shore. Never mind. Now, I'll give you something to remember, Marco. I'd rather see Helen dead than married to you. Or even better than that, I'd rather see you dead, Marco. I checked our baggage through Chicago, Rick. All right, Alec, let's get aboard. Gee, darling. Hmm? Oh, I thought I'd never get here in time. But, uh... Oh! Oh, I'm so sorry. Believe me, young lady, so am I. Sorry not to deceive, whoever he may be. Oh, please forgive me. I I thought you were a friend. You look so much like Steve. You're dressed the same way, too. How stupid of me to come up and throw my arms around a perfect stranger. Well, it's the one way of making strangers friends. Uh, Mr. Saunders, <laughs> our train... You, you will forgive me, won't you? Yes, of course. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, Alec, that was a pleasant send-off for our trip. Rex. Yes? That girl. She, she disappeared into the crowd. Yes, she... Rather hurriedly. Well, no wonder. Your briefcase, it's gone. She took it. I know she did. You what? And you let her walk off just like that? Alec, get our baggage off the train. We're postponing our trip to Chicago. I'm going to scout around the station. Meet me at the information booth in 15 minutes. Well, all right. And in the meanwhile, you'd better hold on to the collateral the young lady left in return for my briefcase. What are you talking about? During our embrace, she slipped this pistol into my top coat pocket. Did you find her? No. I've been waiting here at the information booth for ten minutes. What took you so long? Well, I, uh, I don't know how to explain it to you. At first, I thought it was just lost. But now I think I know how it happened. I'm sure of it. Well, what happened? What are you... I was getting our baggage off the train, and a man bumped into me. It was done purposely. Alec, what the deuce are you talking about? That pistol you gave me to hold. It's missing. Something would happen to prevent us from going on that trip. Mm. These things always happen to us. Well, it's only a temporary delay till we find out what this pistol hide-or-seek business is going It's only a temporary delay until we find out what this pistol hide-and-seek game's about. Chris, I'm particularly interested in locating a mysterious young lady. Well, what I don't understand is why she should steal your briefcase. There was nothing of value in it. Well, apparently there was, Alex. But what? Turn at the next corner. I, I thought we were taking our baggage home. We are, eventually. Right now, there's a car behind us. That back sedan. What's so unusual about that? It's been following us ever since we left the railroad station garage. Oh, that's just a coincidence. We'll soon find out. All right, turn now. Oh, you were right. It's 
So behind us, we are being followed. Wonder why? Well, you'll soon find that out, too. The next corner, put out your hand to signal for a right turn, then quickly swerve left to a short stop. I get it. Block the street. That's it. You better hold tight. There might be a minor collision. Now, are we coming to the corner? Get set. I'm ready. Here we go. Let's go. All right. You can come out of that car. Well, why, it's that girl. Well, young lady, you still looking for your friend Steve? No. There isn't any Steve. No, I didn't think there was. Now, why did you steal that briefcase and where is it? It's in the car. I was going to return it to Mr. Saunders. Well, Alex, she knows who I am. That puts uh, another one up on us. I can explain everything, Mr. Saunders. I took that briefcase to stop you from going to Chicago. I had to do something to stop you from leaving town. Why? Well, I want your help. I called your apartment this afternoon. I was told that you were leaving for Chicago tonight. My name is Helen Connell. Connell? Well, Alex, that's right. Uh, Miss Connell did call. I told her you weren't taking any cases. Mr. Sanders, I need your help desperately. So you tried a desperate trick. Well, wouldn't you, to save a man's life? Who's the man? My stepbrother, Jerry. I've got to find him before he's murdered. And just why is Jerry's life in danger? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me anything. He just left the house after what happened last night. I haven't been able to find him anywhere. You mentioned last night. What uh, happened last night? Well, as he was coming into the house, someone shot at him. Luckily, the bullet only grazed his arm. Well, then, we might find out what it's all about if we can track down the gun that fired the bullet. Oh, I found it. Where? In the bushes outside our house. That was the gun I slipped into your pocket back at the railroad station. RCA Victor again brings you the tops in popular records, the smash hit songs of the day, by a trio of artists whose words and music are taking the nation by storm. Three stars, three songs. Dennis Day and his sensational new release, Mr. and Mississippi. Henry Renee's superb arrangement of I'm in Love Again. And Vaughn Monroe singing the ballad Old Smoking. Three great songs recorded by RCA Victor in all three record speeds. 78, Long Play, and 45. And they're available now. Hear them. Buy them. Take them home with you. They're records you and your family will enjoy playing over and over again. So be sure to ask for these best-selling popular records. And at the same time, listen to Vaughn Monroe's other great recordings of Old Soldiers Never Die and Sound Off. Hear this fine music on a new Victrola Radio Phonograph console. Sorry, Miss Connell. Nothing to report yet. No trace of your brother so far. Yes, but I know where Jerry is. What? He just called me a moment ago. He's all right? I don't know. He cut the conversation short. He said he was being watched. Someone was outside the building. Did he say where he was calling from? Yes, he did. He's in a rooming house down at the waterfront. 622 Grant Street. 622 Grant Street. Second floor in the rear. I told him that I was sending you down. All right, Miss Connell. We'll have Jerry home in an hour. On the steps, Colonel. In the boat. Where are you taking me, Rocky? For a boat ride. 
Hot to Marco's ship? Maybe. Marco's wasting his time. I've got something to say to him. None of his tricks are going to work. Get into the boat. Okay. You're steering. Go ahead, start it up. You're in for a little surprise. What do you mean? You're in my hands. And I got a little trick that I think is going to work. Yeah. I think it's going to work good. All right, shove off. I spoke to the landlady, Rex. What did you say? A man rented this room last night. He said his name was Jerry Connell. But the landlady's description of him doesn't fit the one Helen Connell gave us. I see. Now, why should someone pose as Connell? I don't know. Did the landlady see him go out tonight? No. Did you find anything here? Mm, just these. What are they? Gambling chips. <laughs> Not much to go on, huh? No, I don't know about that, Alec. These chips are just out of place enough to excite my interest. What do you mean? They're marked S.S. Lucky. S.S. Lucky? Well, that's the gambling ship that's operating out beyond the three-mile limit. That's right. Tony Marco's gambling ship. We're going out to Marco's ship tonight. To try our luck? Yes, Alec. And to try our luck at preventing a murder. Let me stop that. Do, do that. Uh, give me the cue again. And do it again uh, uh, from the top of the page. Do it from the top of the page, please. S.S. Yes, Lucky. Quiet. Where? Top of 12. S.S. Huh? <clears throat> Lucky. Well, that's the gambling ship that's operating out beyond the three-mile limit. That's right. Tony Marco's gambling ship. They're going out to Marco's ship tonight. To try our luck? Yes, Alec, to try our luck at preventing a murder. What are we doing here? Rocky, you said you were you were taking me to Marco's ship. You said so. I didn't. You get wrong. Now, what is this? This is where you get off. What? This is where you go for a swim. All right, over the side. Now, Rocky, now I wait. said over the side. Rocky, listen to me, please. Take me to Marco. I want to talk to him. Don't you remember, Jerry? You said you got nothing to say to Marco. You can marry my sister, Helen. I won't say a word. I won't open my mouth. I'll give him my word, only don't do this. Please, Rocky, listen. I said get into the water. But I won't have a chance. Sure you got a chance. At life, boy. You hear the bell. It's only about a hundred yards off. All you have to do is swim to that boy. I can't swim, Rocky. Yeah, that's what I hear. You can't swim. It's too bad. Now get over the side. Rocky, don't push me. Get Please, for heaven's sake. Rocky! Rocky! Don't! Rocky! Oh. Oh. 
Saunders. Hello, Marco. I heard you were aboard. I had an idea that bit of news would travel to you fast. Well, what's the visit for it? Oh, just looking around. I expect me to believe that. No. I really came out, Marco, to return some stray property of yours. Well, like what? These, uh, gambling chips. You cash them in at the window. Well, I wasn't thinking of these chips in the terms of surrender value. Well, that's all they're good for, Saunders. Just money. No, I don't know, Marco. These particular chips have an extra value. I found them in a rooming house in Grant Street. Oh, sometimes the customers keep them as souvenirs. I see. Well, the particular customer I'm thinking of was uh, Jerry Connell. There's been an attempt made on his life. There uh, may be others. What are you telling me for it? Well, somebody aboard this evening indicated that you and Connell had uh, rather bitter words the other night. Oh, that. That didn't amount to anything. The kid's hot-headed, that's all. I also understand that you and Jerry's stepsister, Helen, are friendly. Okay, Saunders, what are you driving at? Jerry would do anything in his power to break up the match. And from what I understand, you'd do anything in your power to keep it from being broken. That's right, I would. Well, Marco, that's another reason why I dropped around. Just to tell you that it would put you in a dif difficult position. I'll start it again. Well, Marco, that's another reason why I dropped around. Just to tell you that it would put you in a difficult position if anything should happen to Jerry Connell. So you understand, in a way, it's now up to you to see that nothing does happen to Jerry. Tony, I just saw the paper. That Connell kid's body was washed up in the waterfront this morning. Yeah, sir, I know. I told you that demon would get you into a jam. Huh? What are you talking about? That Connell kid's murder. Paper said it was a drowning. But you know it was murder, Tony. What do you mean, I know it was a murder? Where do you get that stuff from? Even if you didn't do it. Even if I didn't do it? They pin it on you anyway. That's why Saunders was out here the other night. They're wise to you, Tony. Shut up. What's wrong with you talking that way? Tony... Listen to me. My name is Vera. That's some tricky snob from uptown. I'm with you like I've always been with you. If we can get away from here, maybe it could be this. We can get to South America. We've got this boat. We'll do all right, Tony, you and me. Be just like it used to be. Like it was before that cheap money-grabbing dame pulled you in by the ears. Uh, yeah. oh. Talking about a lady that way? Talking about Helen that way? Me go away with you, why I wouldn't be seen dead with you. Now get out of here. All right, Tony. But you're going to be sorry you didn't listen to me. You're going to be very sorry. We're awfully sorry, Miss Connell. You and Mr. Saunders did everything you possibly could. We might have quite a job proving that Jerry's death was not an accident, but we're determined to see it through. doesn't matter now, Mr. Saunders. Oh, it does. It matters very much. We're going to bring the murderer to justice. And by that, Mr. Saunders means Tony Marco. And whatever henchman of his did the actual killing. Oh, but Tony wouldn't do a thing like that. I know he wouldn't. You'd better get there, Alex. Oh, thank you. Hello? Oh, yes, he is. Uh, just a moment, please. It's for you, Rex, a woman. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes, this is Rex Saunders. I certainly would. Pier 65. A blue Nash sedan. I'll be there. Yes, at nine promptly. 
Well, Miss Connell, we may be nearer to a solution than I'd thought. That was Vera Peters on the phone. Tony's partner? Yes. What is she saying? Alec, we're meeting Miss Peters at the waterfront. She said she has information which will lead to Jerry's murderer tonight. Pier light. Let's go. Just nine. We're in time for our appointment. Have you thought that this might be some sort of an ambush? After all, Miss Peters is Marco's partner. I thought just, Alec. You've noticed the auto has just pulled up behind ours. It's a police car. Oh. We'll be well covered. And remember, I'll do the talking. You just keep your eyes open. Miss Peters, I'm... Miss Peters? What's the matter with her? She's been stabbed. Miss Peters is dead. We were too late again. Yes, Alec. It seems as if the murderer made a previous appointment with Miss... Yes, Alec. It seems as if the murderer made a previous appointment with Miss Peters. Wait a minute. What is it? This uh, lip rouge on the windshield. She was trying to write something. Hmm. I can make out R-O-C. That last letter. And that's the way the line starts to curve down there. That's unmistakable. It's the K. R-O-C-K. Rock. That was part of Miss Peters' message to us. Rock? What could it possibly mean? I'm sure Tony Marco can supply me with the answer to that question, and many others he didn't respond to on my last visit to his ship. I'm going up there again tonight, only this time, Alec, I'm coming back with the answers. And Tony Marco. the climax of our story in a moment. You can buy it for a song. Yes, for as little as $12.95, you can now own the wonderful, economical RCA Victor 45 attachment. This neat, compact, easy-to-play record changer can be attached to and play through your present radio, phonograph, or television set. And think of it, with no trouble at all, you can load up to 14 records on your 45 attachment. There are no posts or clamps to adjust. Then press a button, relax, and listen to the clear, distortion-free music of your choice. Wonderful music. Yes, the RCA Victor 45 system sounds better and plays easier than any other system of recorded music. What's more, you'll find an enormous selection of 45 records to choose from. Now you can hear all your favorite recording stars on handy, non-breakable 7-inch records. So, as soon as you can, be sure to see and hear the superb, low-cost RCA Victor 45. you have no idea what the word rock could possibly mean. That's what I told you. It don't mean anything to me. 
Oh, I know what you think, but you've got me wrong. Yes? Gambling's my business, not killing. I'm just as anxious to have Vera's kill an ad as you are. I see. But uh, what about Jerry Connell's murder? Well, that one, too, for Helen's sake. I didn't like Connell, I admit it. I hated his guts, but I didn't kill him. I didn't say you did. It's upset Helen real bad, and that's what gets under my skin, seeing Helen that way. Thank you, Marco. I don't understand concern for Helen Connell. And I understand much less her concern for you. Okay. Maybe then you understand this. No one was supposed to know about it, but I'm telling you, just for the record. Helen and I were married two months ago. Take Mr. Saunders here back to shore right away. Don't wait to load up. Sure, Mr. Marco. Hop in, mister. Thanks. Well, special express for you, huh? So it seems. I believe I heard the other gentleman call you Rocky. Rocky's my name. Hmm, reminds me of something. Yeah? What? Handwriting on an auto windshield. A dying woman's message. Is that so? What does this remind you of? That gun? Yeah. That reminds me strongly of two murders. Quite a coincidence we could meet this way. No, it isn't. I was waiting for you, Saunders. This isn't for the right time. And I presume this is it. This is it. Here's where you get off, Saunders. And this is how it's at Jerry Connell. Yeah, you're getting the same break. But I can swim, Rocky, and a gambling ship isn't far off. I might make it. Aren't you being a little careless in your rush to get rid of me? How far do you think you'll get, Saunders? How far after I plow into you with a boat? I'd rather not answer that question. Okay, then suppose you get started. Go on, get over the side. I got a report to make on it. We'll get the blame for that one, too. That will clinch it, Rocky. Miss Connell. Yes? The deal's closed, right? That's right. So I'm coming up for the payoff. All right, Rocky. Come on up. I'll be waiting. Oh, I just thought I'd stop in for a talk. Oh, darling, it's awfully late. Uh, tomorrow, huh? I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, no, Helen, tonight. We're having that talk tonight. Tony, please go, because you can't come in. No, look, I'll explain everything tomorrow. You're through explaining things, Helen. You're all through. You're finished. You're washed up. I know your game. I know you were dealing to me from the bottom of the deck. Tony, what is the matter with you? You rotten little killer. You had it done to Vera. You had it done to your stepbrother. Well, you're crazy. You did. You don't know what you're saying. You were setting me up for a murder rap so you could cash in on me. How can you say things like that? Where did you get such ideas from? You got them from me. Mr. Sanders. 
And they're not just ideas, they're the facts. The facts Rocky included in, in confession. But, but I thought... Rocky said that you were dead. And they're not just ideas. They're not just ideas, they're the facts. The facts Rocky included in his confession. But I thought Rocky said that you were dead. I would be if it hadn't been for Alec and a police patrol boat standing off the gambling ship. Alec? Yes, Rex? You can take her down to headquarters now. It will be a pleasure. Oh, and by the way, Miss Connell, the shock you received at seeing me alive is nothing compared to the shock the state has in store for you. Concerning blackmail. Concerning blackmail. A dangerous game which paid off in either high dividends or shallow graves. The Private Files of Rex Saunders is written by Ed Edmondson. In the cast were Leon Denny as Alec. And Alice Frost is zero. The entire production was under the direction. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Give me the cue again. Leon. production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Andrew J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series, oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. Well, it's always a little bit uh, interesting when you do hear those uh, rehearsals. I do note that this is the second episode in which uh, Rex has solved the case by, in part, by faking his own death. So hopefully we won't see that trick repeated too often. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. Be sure and join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond. And uh, then uh, next Tuesday, it'll be another episode of The Private Files of Rex Saunders. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>